Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm joined by my friend, Brooke Burke Charvet, host of the podcast, The Brooke Burke Show. And we're talking sex, relationships, and everything in between. Topics include what to do when your kids find your toys, why it's important, and how to introduce new forms of touch into your sex life. Tips for initiating sex, and not to worry, having a healthy fantasy life separate from your partners is totally okay. All this and more. Thanks for listening. I've been traveling a ton, and it's been amazing to see gender neutrality reflected outside of Los Angeles. From clothing stores to public restrooms, people are rejecting the idea that things can only be his or hers. Well, I'm happy to report there's now a vibrator that has dropped those labels as well. Please meet the Crescendo by Mystery Vibe. Crescendo is a bendable vibe with flexible hinges. You can shape it however you want, and it has six motors that let you use it however you want. Men or women can use Crescendo alone or together. Trust me, there are so many fun ways to use this toy, I can't even get into them all here. You have to check it out. It's like you're getting a bunch of toys in one vibrator. I've been using mine for a while now, and I know I still haven't scratched the surface. Crescendo by Mystery Vibe. No labels, no limits. To order yours, visit mysteryvibe.com slash Emily. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. We've got blogs, we've got posts, we've got videos, so many things happening on the website, updating it every day for you to have better sex and relationships and just a better life overall. Also, you guys, it's really important that you subscribe to the podcast because it just makes life so much easier. Once you subscribe, all the podcasts are there. You'll never miss one again. And it just helps us in our life and our business. It helps keep the show free. And we appreciate that. Oh, you know what else is awesome about you guys is that few months ago, we talked about submitting reviews to iTunes. And you guys, I love when you listen, you actually did it. We got a bunch of great reviews. That also helps because, okay, like five, okay, I've been doing this for 12 years. Okay, my guest is Brooke Burke Charvet. And I'm going to introduce her if you don't know she is in a minute, but Brooke, just listen to what happened. So you'll appreciate this. Okay. So 12 years ago, I started this show. And I've been trying for a long time, how am I going to make this a business? What am I going to do? And you try and you fail and you try and you fail. So at one point, like six years ago, I thought, oh, I could charge for the podcast, you know, like 99 cents a month or something like that. And people got angry and they wrote these reviews and I For 99 cents? Yeah, it was like like something like that. It was like 99 cents per podcast. But I get the whole subscription, ask for as hard as you work. And you've been grinding this out for 12 years. Grinding it, right. And then they were like, I'm angry. So what iTunes did, and I think they just changed this, but when you go to someone's podcast, it shows the negative reviews first. Ah. So I'm like, guys, that's just an old Hmm. story. So anyway, if you want to go to iTunes and just say what you like about it, that would be so cool. That helps me out as well. You're the queen bee. I'm taking notes. iTunes. 
Brooke's Brooke. review is very important. Yeah, that's important. I'll tell you, we'll talk about it. And so okay. this is Brooke Burke Charvet. Hi, everyone. And I'm she's, back. She's back. <laughs> if you missed the last show, it was awesome. You can check that out. It was a few months ago. It was. Repeat customer, repeat guest. I love it. Was it. We had that so much fun. Good. We did have a blast. And now we have like a whole friendship going and it's awesome. And it's Brooke true. Brooke, the Brooke Burke show. It all started with sex. It all started with sex. That sounds so show. bad. How did you girls meet? Uh, well. Yeah. well, it started with like sex talk. Um, but Brooke's amazing. She's Thank the Brooke you. Brooke show on iTunes yes. and everywhere else podcasts are. A fitness coach. She's doing a fitness video. If you don't follow her on Instagram, you have to. It's Brooke Burke, right? Thank Brooke you. Brooke yep. yep. Easy. And um, you can just check out her booty. Oh. And her everything else. But <laughs> there's you. a lot of great things. I'm like, oh my gosh, I really should go work out. There's it's some good workout tips there. Well, you got to come and work out with me. You got to come to Malibu wait, and take my class. This. I want to do it. And even if you can't get to Malibu to take the class, that's what I'm just killing myself working on lately is developing this fitness app, which will be out in December. But I'm having a blast doing it and trying to figure out how I'm going to show people that you can work out anytime, anywhere and do it around the world with no excuses at home or in your, you know, in your living room on vacation at the beach, wherever you are. And it doesn't have to be hours. It doesn't exactly. have to be 45 minutes, no. by the way. If it you have 30 15, minutes to spare right? or 15 or maybe 10 and you want to get specific, I'm going to show everybody how to do that. Really? So. Yeah. That's really smart. Because I think so many people, I was just getting my haircut today and she's like, I know you're going to tell me to make time, but I have no time. I have a kid. I drive an hour here. I'm like, even if it's 10 minutes, 15 I know. minutes, it, go for it's kind of crazy. You know, there's a million reasons not to take care of ourselves and we're all so busy, be it business or family or whatever it is. But I promise anyone that if you make time for yourself, you're going to be better for it all the way around exactly. on every level. Something else I've been doing that's really fun that you might appreciate is these partner workouts. Even like a BFF, like a girlfriend workout or, you know, a lover's workout. And it could be anything from like cool little things you do from doing sit-ups together or holding each other's feet or doing like partner patty cake push-ups or like possibilities are endless. Yeah. And I did a whole series with my girlfriend the other day and I love working out with my husband too. We don't have time. Right. Um, such an old excuse, but it's fun when you can figure out how to do it and it becomes kind of like a date, which just sounds weird, but no, it is. It's makes sense. The reason why that works. What I love about that is because the hardest thing sometimes about working out is the motivation. So this is holding you accountable. Like if yeah. I made a plan to come see you at your class, yes, I'm going to show up. That's what I always say. Friends keep you honest. They so you do. make that commitment. You don't really flake. You kind of flake on yourself sometimes, which I wish more women wouldn't do that. Right. I wish we would allow ourselves to be a priority, but you kind of show up when you tell your girlfriend you're going to yeah. meet her. Somewhere. Exactly. More than even a date. Like I'd be more likely to cancel a date yeah. than I would my so, friends because I'm so into my girlfriend. <laughs> What's wrong with that? That's so true. No, because my friends sometimes I just think they're more satisfying overall. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, no, no, you don't I have to it. comment on that because you're married. But I'm, I, I'm, you know. I'm married, but but there is a secret language that only we speak as women. It's true. And, uh, you know, I've spoken about this before, even in my podcast, there's just certain things that you can't share with your man or your partner or your, if your partner, if it's a man, man partnership, whatever, there's certain things that your lover can't be the end all be all exactly and be your best friend and be everything else. Hopefully you have a great friendship, but I think the expectations are way too high for them to be awesome in every area. Awesome in bed, be your best friend, be a great partner, be a great parent. It's like, really? No, it's not even possible. Do we just marry like right. Mr. Perfect, wonderful Superman? No, nobody's like that. Lucky think, you, if you did. <laughs> you, no, you're absolutely right. And that's what like um, Esther Perel wrote that book, Mating in Captivity. Like, I think it came out over 10 years ago and it talked about that, that we have this notion that we want our partner to be, you know, we want it to be sexy and, and exciting mm -hmm. and romantic and do all the, and have the best sex ever. But our best friend who's there for us and shares everything. And the truth is that familiarity and the routine mm -hmm. and the person who hears everything and go to the bathroom with the door open is not as hot as the novelty and the newness and the sexiness yeah. of a new relationship. Yeah. So when they become, that actually cancels out what 
the hotness is. So you actually, we, we require that separation it's to keep it hot. It's really well said. I mean, it's a, it's a bummer, the reality of it, but it's a realistic way of looking at it. You yeah. just can't be everything. You can't be everything to everyone. I mean, what a responsibility. Yeah, and I, feel, I would feel bad that we put that pressure on ourselves and our partner. So I think it's okay if you're having a rough day and you're like, you know what? I want to call my best friend. I don't need to talk to my partner yeah. about every little thing. And you're not going to be everything to them. And that's what still keeps relationships I hate to say it, but we are kind of better listeners too. We are. <laughs> I mean, right? We're better listeners and hey we're better guys, solvers. Hey now, guys. Sometimes just listen. Exactly. Well, that's what we talk. I think that men, because they are like innately problem solvers and they're like, here's what you should do. It. We just like no, saturate no, no. each other just with love babe. and compassion. Right. Exactly. We're like, that's okay. You're good. I'm listening. But guys are like, well, what you should do this and make this call. I'm like, no, no. This is the part where you listen and you tell me it's going to be okay. Maybe you don't even talk. (laughs) Right. Maybe you just don't talk. Don't speak. So that's okay. God, and there's so much to talk about here. Um, Brooke, so yeah, that's you. Brooke, also you can follow her. We'll do this all on our website, but it's Brooke Burke and then Twitter. I'm easy to find. So easy. Easy to find. Okay, so I think we should start our Instagram Live now because I want to talk about the last time I saw you. Fine. So let's go to our Instagram there's your little butt coming on my Instagram. <laughs> you better check out. Videos. <laughs> like, seriously? Okay, so live. I don't do... Okay, start. And you know what's so cool, too? It's like we did this podcast, and every once in a while, you'll really connect with somebody, or you'll make a relationship, or you'll talk about some real-life topics right. that are so stimulating that you and I have kept this conversation yes. going while we're not on air, like at dinner and at lunches and stuff. We're actually going to do it again tonight. Yeah, we are. But we're both re-guesting on each other's podcast because... There's some really important conversations that need to be had. I, that think I think so too. And it's endless. Yeah. And my girlfriends were like, when are Wait, you going to do can more we of do that? This again? Hi. Hi. Okay. So your friends were saying, so we, what we were saying is we've started to continue a friendship. We're yeah. talking about sex and it's never, never done. So last time I saw you was a good time. You were saying your friends are continuing the conversation about Last sex. time you, you saw me at my I saw house. you at your house. So I had a very spontaneous get-together, super casual. I don't even remember what the occasion was. Not right. that we need an occasion to get together. No. So I invited Emily <laughs> to come over. Little did I know she was going to be packing all the knowledge and bearing gifts. Oh, I think it was a, an unplanned birthday party. Yes. But you gave me some great little gifts. Thank you. And then the conversation started. And I have this kind of big backyard where everybody's sort of scattered. And you know how when you're at a party, people gather in different spots? Yeah. All of a sudden, everybody was at one table. Right. I was like, well, who are these people? I thought there was like 10 around people there. Emily. I mean, right. you bring out a toy and you bring up sex in a setting that, for me, I always feel like is super intimate and comfortable at my house. I am shocked at how little friends... Talk about sex from a knowledgeable point of view with comfort and openness. It's true. So you were like the guest of the year. And and poor Emily. Guys, if you can imagine, everybody was huddled around her with like questions and big eyes. And then like the husbands were coming over. And she was taking out these toys. It was like a bunch of kids who had never seen like Legos or something. It was like ridiculous. Like literally. It was like I had the new, like like the new, okay, adult. I had the new iPhone out and no one had seen it yet. Or they'd never seen an iPhone. Or, yeah. And I'm looking around going, what is wrong? Like my girlfriends aren't pretty. I'm like, what is wrong with all of you? It was a blast. And then Emily gave me this amazing gift which the Crave Vesper necklace yes. the so vibrator it's beautiful it's a gold vibrator long necklace. gold vibrator necklace comes in rose gold gold white gold or silver but it doesn't look like a kinky vibrator no. it actually looks like a gold pencil like right. half the length of a pencil it's very feminine and very modern and very <laughs> chic and then it actually screws up so you can do whatever you want to do with it right. I wear this necklace all the time like as a piece of jewelry it. and nobody knows no, right it's your own little secret so I feel like a little MacGyver this right. like sexy little MacGyver and nobody they don't know, right? But, you're but like, my oh. husband knows, so it's super hot. I know, I love it. I love that. That so was I, really fun. So I have to tell you what, 
It just happened the other day. So I have a lot of my long necklaces hanging in my bathroom on one of my right. bathroom cabinet knobs so they don't get tangled. Right. And I go into my bathroom and my son, who's who's nine, I come into the bathroom and he's wearing the long necklace. And he's like, Mom, this is so cool. What? Where did you get this? And I'm like, oh, yeah. That's like, I knew Pusa Jewelry. Um, my friend Emily gave it to me. And then he has the, the, the vibrator on. He's like, how come it vibrates? Oh. And I'm like... Oh, wow. Think, think, think. Right. Good. And I'm like, well, it's one of those trick necklaces. I had to like pull one out of my ass to try. I go, it's one of those trick necklaces where you turn it on, it's vibrating and nobody knows and you're wearing it and you go to hug your friend and all of a sudden it's like zap. <laughs> it's like one of those tricks, like you have your finger, like the finger zap. You're like, he it's was a magic like, that is the coolest magic necklace ever. I'm that literally sitting so there smart. going, oh my God. That's really... That How in the world... Why does it vibrate, I, Mom? Uh, I guess you could say it's a massager for your back, but that was even still better. Still too much information. That's his language. Wait, so did he say... Trick, trick necklace. Did he, he want to bring it to school? He wanted one. He thought it was the coolest thing. And he did want to bring it to school. Can you imagine? Check out this necklace that my mommy has that vibrates. I was like, nope, you can't bring that That's one for show That's a great story. That's why... Okay, so today when you leave, we're giving you the UV. Do we have one we could show that's like out of the box? And Some we talked about this last time. We did. And I don't know. It didn't get sent to you, so we're going to deliver it to you. And the UV is, it is a self-cleaning, it cleans, stores, and sanitizes your toys. You can even sanitize your iPhone and charge it. And it goes in a really neat box by your bed. Well, I've never seen one. I know, and I've been talking to you about it for months, and here it is. But we were talking (laughs) about the element of responsibility and safety. And, you know, all joking aside, being a really responsible parent when it comes to this subject of sex, which there's nothing wrong with it, but there's an element of protection required when you have kids in the house. And, you know, you're married and you have a house full of children and you don't want to have to worry about that. I get it. I've never even heard of this. Okay, well, it's brand new. We did a Kickstarter for it. We're all going to be grown up. Yes. I think it's a really responsible well, you're gonna, thing this is to change have. your life. Yeah, okay. because we did a Kickstarter for them because everybody, so many of my friends, I've given them toys. They're like, what do I do when the kid finds it? Or they don't even take a toy from me because they're like, my kid's going to find it. So they came up with it. It stores, cleans, sanitizes. You're going to look at it. Okay. And look, you can't tell what it is. And it's got a lock on it. I love that it locks it because locks. we know that our kids are, are really sneaky. Yeah, I was exactly. a sneaky kid. I was looking through stuff. Not that I was looking for something, but they're innocently so curious. And if your children don't really understand boundaries I mean I was that kid yeah, I, was I don't going want to the drawers all the time I don't want to run into something I found half a joint in my mom's drawer I was like well, 12 yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you were probably that? looking for it <laughs> I wasn't no that was older I was like why doesn't she have those joints anymore but I didn't know what it was I know I know it's kind of scary to think about what your kids might run into I know, so I'm, I'm really sensitive careful. about so this that this is yours Fun. oh this is UV, cool right and it, so, oh and it's got the um, it's got a lock so you put it in here. Oh, wow. And it's like, so it, it's it got... Um, this this one, is this brilliant. One, does this one, this won't turn on unless it's locked So have it. they been around for a while? No, they. Ju- that's why you didn't get yours yet. But look how the, chic this is. I mean, this so looks like chic. a little, like a weapon box. But Can I, I ask you a, a kind yes. of a dumb question? No, you not, you no the, dumb questions. You being the expert, because I'm, I'm wondering if other people are wondering this too. You're talking about like UV and sanitizing. So... How important is that? Oh, Just, that's I mean, a great question. Being it sanitary, is, of course, okay. duh, but it kills ninety nine point nine percent of all harmful bacteria. And every here's the problem with toys: every single and the woman who invented it, first of all, Carrie, is because she actually had so cool. an infection from using a toy. And she was using a toy that you didn't want because the thing is, we use it and we just had an orgasm. We throw it back in the drawer. We don't think like, oh, I got to wipe it down or you might. But you're or how do up. you clean it or right. it's electric or it has a charger or it has battery exactly. or whatever. Exactly. You don't know what to do. Which, you, by the way, how wh- a damp wh- cloth is the best thing. Like a damp cloth with a little bit of like soap if you want, but that's the best way. Always wipe it down and then you might clean it afterwards. Mm. But if you clean it, then 
and you put it back in your drawer, then dust can collect. So like, how am I going to do it? And also, so you can get a really bad infection. You can get bacteria totally. if you don't clean it. And then what happens is like one time- I'm like germ-phobic. <laughs> no, this no. is an important question because I, I, no, I mean- No, it is the best question. And the reason why, um, so they were, I had a story for years ago when my housekeeper came, I, before the UV was invented, oh, we have toy cleaners. I'm going to give you some toy cleaners. Toy cleaners. You See, are going to leave with some toys I again. I always learn so much when I'm here and I, I leave with so many important goodies. So this is toy from Joe, System Joe, and Never. this refreshes your toys. Like okay. if you don't have time, if you, you know, if you're on a trip, whatever. Okay. Toy cleaner. By System Joe. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, Joe Refresh. Toy cleaner. Toy cleaner. It's really important. So the thing is, is that you can, yeah, so it cleans them. And the, okay, but here's the other thing. So it's really important because you can get bacteria and it can, you can get an infection. But also, what a bummer when you go to use a toy and it's not charged. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's not charged. Yeah. So the whole thing, it's all done in here and you can do your cell phone and okay. clean. Awesome. So that's yours. And, and you keep mentioning the cell phone too, like it charges your cell phone? No, it like charges it your cell, cell phone, phone and cleans your cell phone. You don't <laughs> really? do it in your cell phone. Yes. Isn't that weird? Your jewelry. Maybe this will break the taboo of people being so uncomfortable about bringing, you know, experimental things into their relationship. It's like a phone charger. And by the way, there happens oh, to be a few toys exactly. in there charging up too that are However you, just like the necklace. The necklace vibe. Like the necklace. If I had known that you weren't, like, that they hadn't already given you vibrate, I might have given you the, the Vesper as like a starter vibe. Yeah, it's a necklace. I love totally. that your son picked it up out of everything. I know, I know. So but sweet. I liked how like modular and like modern and cool. Because I, I know you see everything, but there's some crazy looking things out yeah. there. And especially if you're experimenting with yeah. toys from there, they're pretty intimidating. They, they can like think about my girlfriends at the party. Okay, so first of all, I love all your friends. Like I think I've heard from them. We've been texting. Yeah. I love your friends. <laughs> they're just I, trying to suck more information out that's of you. That's fine. They're like, hey, we should get But they're, they're, they're super using cool. you for sexual tips, that's Emily. Fine. I'm fine. <laughs> And I'm a good time. So, but you know, it was funny because I think I started first with like a little clitoral. I know David was so funny, your husband, because he ran upstairs. He's like, I'll go get the toys you gave us. Right, right, right. Clean. Right. They were clean. Right. And he came down. Don't say they were unused. But first of all, there's all these people. And I didn't know there were that many people at the party because you have like a beautiful lawn and people and were doing they things. they didn't know they were mine. I'm like, babe, this is way too they, much information. Oh, no, right. This is right now. Did this question just come on the, come yeah, on the Instagram? That's live? a great question. How to get your partner not to be uncomfortable by going to a sex store. Okay, that's good. Because I get asked this a lot. How do you get your partner not to use a sex toy as long as he's into even just the it's an experience in fact sex toy stores are not like what they used to be it's not like you have to like sneak in down the road there's like an old you know I think of a bunch of men smoking cigars like watching porn they're kind of used to be, be staring like at off you. the side of the road I mean I don't know where you live but there are great stores like Hustler Hollywood there's um, Babeland and Pleasure Chest mm-hmm. there's good vibrations in a lot of cities and you walk in and it's just like on date night I say you go to dinner, have a glass of wine, and you walk into these stores, and it's not like they're like in your face, and it's like these crazy dildos everywhere. I mean, they are, but they're very tastefully done. Actually, you, there's. Can I say one thing? Yes, I of course on the other side because this is so normal and so familiar for you. I think it's okay to be a little uncomfortable, right? Like I remember the first time that I went into the pleasure chest, I was so. Uh, nervous. Like I felt like a, a little. My heart was pounding. I was oh. so nervous, and I was like, "Oh my god, is, where are do you start?" See me? Are they everywhere? And I'm like, "Would you ask questions?" Everybody's so professional in there, right? And so knowledgeable. But you see stuff that not you. You've seen everything. No, like, but you've then, never seen. Right? <laughs> no, you're right. But it's very clinical, very professional. But I was really, <laughs> I was nervous. But then what happened? Well, it was really exciting. It right. was kind of hot. <laughs> then you bought some stuff. It's like well, foreplay. Yeah. It's like, yeah. right, right. No, you're right. And it is okay. I'm not I saying- I had a wig that- on and sunglasses. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. But besides that, it was a great time. The thing is, you do go into these stores if you go into the reputable ones and they're like, they live sex toys. It's like yeah. me working on the floor. It's perfectly normal, anything that you could ask for them. And they're actually like- 
educating you and teaching you like you were in, in a doctor's office learning how to use a new prescription. Like it's perfectly clinical. Right. And it is. Well, I remember the first time I went to, I mean, I was like fresh off the bus from San Francisco. This is going to give you the experience so she can understand. Yes. Quick okay. follow up. Another question from the Instagram live. What's the best way to open up and be more experimental and bring new and different toys into your sex life? Like you have your favorite go-to, but what about trying something totally new? How do you even broach that topic for discussion? How do you start? Well, I think when you go to the sex toy store, and yes, it's going to be awkward and uncomfortable at first. I think the two of you together can say, you know what? Um, Let's check out the bondage section, for example. And to me, you don't have to go all Fifty Shades of Grey, but I love sports sheets because I don't know if I gave you any of the Velcro cuffs and stuff. They're really, mm-hmm. they're really well done because they're like, they like a beginner bondage kit. Get some cuffs. They're again Velcro, not the keys. Like I remember in college, I got like something with the keys. The keys got <laughs> locked to the bed, and we like had to call someone. Like that's a nightmare. Yeah, how embarrassing! So embarrassing. I think we were drunk and passed out with like handcuffs on. That doesn't <laughs> happen anymore. Because the sports sheets ones are Velcro. They so you get a blindfold and then you get like cuffs and you just say like you know, blindfold me. That's it. That's playful. And then you can give them a massage. You can just because every time you take away one sense like sight, everything else becomes more heightened. So you can give each other a massage. You can tickle each other with feathers. Shannon, do you want to grab? We're gonna do this now. You want to grab some of the um, sports sheets feathery stuff, and you get some ticklers and you just play. Like literally, mm. you, it's it's playing. You, you think about kind of make a toys. game out of it. Yeah, yeah. And so I and think there's something it, sweet and hot too about the vulnerability and the excitement and the newness. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. And do you know that when you try something new in a relationship that it actually incre- it increases adrenaline and testosterone so you actually are both getting more connected and excited which is what so many couples I think Ooh. are lacking, right? So you take one of these like ticklers, right? And you put a blindfold on them. So close your eyes. And cool. Okay. Let's say you don't know what's coming next, right? And so that, oh, do we have the candle lit too? This is oh, no. so perfect. <laughs> Okay, so your eyes are closed, and I'm like, hey, babe, and I'm just start tickling. You don't know that's coming, right? That feels good? Feels good. Right? Yeah. Okay, but then check this out. This is amazing. Hold on a minute. Keep your eyes closed. So this is a massage candle, okay? Okay. This is from Donna. It smells amazing. It's warm oil, right? It's not like messy, waxy, sticky, or hot. And you take a little bit. So. Oh, wow. Feel that. Nice. Right? So you do a little tickle. How does that feel? It's warm. Really good. Really sexy. But you know what? It, what's so interesting is you the eyes are closed and you don't know what's happening. Exactly. Can we get a tissue oh, though? Oh, wow. That's major. <laughs> so this is... So it's warm. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So it's warm oil and it's like... So when you're giving but a massage... But it's oil. It's yeah. oily. It's oily. So this is it's called moisturized. the kissable massage it's candle? It's kissable massage candle. It smells amazing. It smells it doesn't, good. It doesn't ruin your sheets. And so you don't know what's coming Everybody next. listening is like, what is she doing to her? I know. So I was like I'm very po- hot that and was, mysterious. That was fun, right? You know <laughs> totally. that David's going to want me to bring this home. To- like we'll that. give you some. Okay. So that's fun. Love and you it. Could, you could do some ice cubes by the bed. Like, so you don't, when you take away one sense, again, you tickle, you play with ice cubes, you play with. Like, I, I think the element of darkness is hot. Yeah. Exactly. I think you know what's kind that. of you know what's kind of hot too is is um, this There's is going to sound really it. weird. Again, it's not about shyness or insecurities, but sex and late darkness is kind of different and hot too. Like I really like beautiful light and candlelight and the right music, and you set the mood and you know so that you can connect and blah 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 with right. your partner. But total darkness. Yeah, no, it's it, it's rare. No, because it's, you'd be like, why are you why is it pitch black in here? But don't you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it's different. You, and it's actually because if you're always having sex with the lights on or candlelight, mm-hmm. when you have the total darkness, it can be so hot. Because yeah. first of all, if you do have any of those insecurities where you're like, how do I look? Or what do I do? You can kind of totally be you, do mm-hmm. you, make the faces, do the things you're doing. 
not worry about it. But also, again, you don't really know what's happening. And, and you're maybe not- other senses are kicking in. Like, yeah, you remember exactly. that scene from Fifty Shades of Grey, which I know the movie wasn't wow, no, but where the, you know, the headphones are on and the opera music is blaring and she's blindfolded. So all these other senses right it's always about are senses. kicking in exactly. because she can't hear anything except she's lost in the journey of this incredible symphony right. and she can't see anything right I thought so that was hot. very sexy no you're right and it is all so that's what we're talking about so if you've got I think our Instagram livers are going to have to tune oh, into your podcast I've giving you guys podcast. way too much information I know <laughs> don't you think I love it it's so fun because here's the thing and you're so right that when you want to spice things so the question was really like how do we keep things interesting and exciting which is the question I get asked all mm-hmm. the time and probably why people are always so fascinated about toys and play it really is such a good point that sight, sound, touch, mm-hmm. scent. So that candle, it smells like chocolate, but it's also like the oil feels really good and you can mm-hmm. put ice cubes and play with feathers and, when, or, and listen to music that gets you in the mood. So all of that yeah. stuff sets the stage. So you're not just in the bedroom doing the same thing you always do. You take your pants off, you have sex, it's over, you roll over, you watch Sports Center. Yeah. Like, no, let's so do something true. different. It's sort of like taking you out of that watching somebody watching you moment. Right. Which is kind of like method, but. It's sometimes people are uncomfortable watching somebody watching themselves. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If they are, what do you mean? Exactly? Well, it's like, sort of like you're wondering, what does this person think? It is my body oh, in the right. right position? Or you're all in your head and you're watching them watching you. And it could be very or, like or somebody on start, stage or right. somebody giving a speech or an actor taking themselves out of the moment because oh, right. they're so worried about the impression of the other person. Exactly. I so know, darkness kind of... No, no with the dar- absolutely. Does that make sense? Yes, and I think that that's a good point that during sex, I think that a lot of women and men, we get stuck in our heads and we're mm-hmm. so worried about what's our partner thinking? Are they judging my body? Do they notice I have a... My, my left boob is bigger than my mm-hmm, right boob or mm-hmm. I have a dimple on my cheek or mm-hmm. I gain one pound, whatever it is. And I always tell women... Your partner is so happy to be having sex with you right mm-hmm. now that they're not thinking any of that, but that and often certainly not doesn't thinking help. the same stuff you're thinking. No, if he's <laughs> thinking just, something, it's I mean, not that. I and mean, that's for sure. It's something else. And I always say, like, he's just so happy to be having sex with you and he's connected, but we worry. Another Instagram live question What's the best way to initiate sex? Oh, oh. that's so a great personal. question. I, uh, yeah. How do I like to initiate sex? How don't I like to initiate sex? I think if you walk into my house and there's a bunch of like ticklers and feathers and candles, it just naturally happens for me. I feel like it's more about the energy that you put out there. So I get asked this question a lot. And for me, it's like, it has. I have to be in the right place. So the more you think about it and you're like, what do I do? What's the right move? But if you know you're going to have sex and you start thinking about it, like I'm going to have sex tonight. Maybe you masturbate. Maybe you wear something that makes you feel sexy, not your partner. doesn't matter what your partner thinks. And sex is already on your mind. So let's mm-hmm. say I have a date. I know someone's coming over and I know, or someone I'm dating, let's say, and they're coming over. I'm already thinking about it. I've got music mm-hmm. playing. I've got candles going and they come in, we make out. It's like, it's just going to happen because I'm not overthinking it in the mood set. And I'm just going to, you know, like even if and even if you don't have all the accoutrements, but my mind is in a, is in a sexual yeah. space, and I'm in my body, I'm in breath, I'm not overthinking things. It's just gonna he's gonna feel my energy. Yeah, and I'm yeah, ready to go. no, totally. And setting the mood, I, I think. Yeah, I, you're good I'm at that. I'm not a great initiator, like in an outspoken way. I think dialogue is really important. I think most men want their partner to be more aggressive and to initiate more. I get asked that a lot too. And it's really uncomfortable, I think, for a lot of women. I don't know why, but I think the subtlety of setting the mood 
Maybe it's a little whisper. It doesn't even have to be like sex talk or something dirty. Just something sweet and provocative. Just right. sort of like sets the tone. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, totally. So like, and you're for, so right. If you're in, if you're in it, if you're in it, in it's your mentally, going to happen. Yeah. And you're so that's exuding. why like, when your brain gets on board with your body. Like it's all going to happen. But you're yeah. right. A lot of men do email me. I'm talking about like heterosexual couples, but it happens in every relationship. Like, why won't my partner initiate sex more often? And I think that you know that it's a thing. And I think that we also overthink it. So if you're like, but that doesn't help me. If you're not sure what to do, you could ask your partner who's making this request of you, why aren't you initiating more? You could say, babe, I would love to initiate sex more. What would that look like for you? What would turn you on the most? So maybe he'll, he'll say to you, I walk in the door and you're standing wearing that sexy lingerie that I bought you when we were in Italy and the can my favorite song is playing and boom, then you know. Or he's like, just grab my, you know. Just grab my balls. I don't know. I don't know what, maybe spank me. I don't know what your partner's into. But you're so smart to turn it around and actually ask yes. them, which sort of means I am willing, but help me out here because I'm really struggling. Right. That's so smart. I just think the dialogue helps everything, enhances everything, and makes your relationship closer and empowers you to be able to give your partner more of what they need as long as you're comfortable with it's it. true. I'm still so blown away at, at how uncomfortable most people are about talking about intimacy. Yeah, they are. They don't even know what intimacy means. They're afraid yeah. because we're all so afraid of like not being loved and being rejected. And it's just, it's so hard to talk about, but yeah. it's like anything, the more you talk about, it's going to get easier. Yeah. I keep asking questions. So like the reason why that maybe resonated with you, you're like, oh, ask it back is because what I hear a lot is that people, they're like, I asked my partner, I, t- I told her that I wanted to initiate more, for example, or I told him I needed more foreplay and it didn't happen. So here's the thing. Asking once. <laughs> we don't like to be told. Right. <laughs> asking <laughs> once or even twice does not change your behavior. Whenever you've wanted to change your behavior, does it happen the, the first right. time you decide? No, right. it takes work. But also, you might not know what that looks like. Like you actually might need more information. You could say, babe, I was thinking what you said about wanting more foreplay. Like let's say, you know, what exactly mm-hmm. does that look like? People are like foreplay, foreplay. What does that mean? Like maybe your partner, for your partner, that means asking me how my day was. Mm. You know, no, you're might, so right. We're not mind readers. Right. Sorry, we are not, not mind readers and we expect um, our partners to be mind readers. We can get just about anything we need with with open conversation. Yes, exactly. I, you're so right. Yeah. So that's so a great right. question. That was so fun. On <laughs> Bye. We're going to keep talking though. So listen to yeah, the podcast. Check out the podcast. Yeah. Thank you, Bye, everyone. Guys. That was a blast. I love that. I know. It's fun oh to bring people God. into this conversation, it is. right? It's really good. And I'm so glad that you are you're here again. We can talk about the follow-up. One of the things that might comes up a lot in conversation with other women, and I'm always curious too, you know, when we approach these conversations, how do we keep it PG and what do we talk about? And you know, you're such a plethora of knowledge in a respectful way. I'm curious what other women want to know. One of the things that came up was why do just on a chemical level, why is sex so much more prominent and top of the the mental spectrum for a man than a woman? Like, why aren't we, women who enjoy sex, women who have no issues with intimacy, women who are having great orgasms in their marriage, partners, relationships, whatever, who truly love sex, why are we not thinking about it more often, initiating desire? And I'm talking about women who love it. Right, exactly. And this is a conversation that comes up a lot with my married friends and their right. husbands. I have a couple of their husbands like, I could have sex with my wife three times a day. I'm like, no, you could not. That's bull. And he's like, I am dead serious. Yeah, probably- and there was a group of husbands, we were at a dinner, and they were talking about how often they think about sex. I could not believe it. 
Honestly, I'm like, you guys, come on. They're like, no, seriously. I could be exhausted at the end of the day working and I'm still thinking about having sex with my wife. I mean, this is a guy like with really high testosterone kind of case. But why? It's a great question. Well, first of all, it's the way that we get aroused, right? For men, it's just really, it's like I say, women are slow cookers and men are frying pans. If I can think of a better analogy for it, I will one day. But it's just like we just get turned on differently. We need so many more things to be aligned. We want foreplay first. We want to be connected to our partner. We want intimacy. And then when our brain gets on board with it, like our body's going to follow and get turned on. For men, they see you, they're turned on and like, boing, you know, they're they're like or ready to go. other things that might just turn them on. I, I mean, it's it's just... Exactly. It's so fast. It's kind of a drag. It is a drag. And it's, and it's It's like nature. It's like it's time. a way of messing with us. We're like, of course, it's a problem. And when you're in the new stage, so, so NRE, new relationship energy, it's not a problem. When you first six months to two years in a relationship, you're like, we want sex all the time, but it's going to change. And that's, it's really about the way we get aroused and the hmm. way we get, it's not that men sometimes, women don't want it more than men, but I know what you're saying that we just, it's not as top of mind. And so that's why it's so important for women to continue to masturbate, pleasure themselves and prioritize sex and their relationship. So I'm not saying you're ever going to be, you're going to be like men with the way you're getting aroused and intimacy, but you will keep it top, just like working out. You're like, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm going to prioritize sex. So the more that I masturbate or I think, or I know that we haven't had sex somewhere else. So today I'm going to start like send him a sexy text. Like, do you think I can't the more you do tonight. it, the more you want yes. it? Is that true? That's like more like chemically yes. a fact. It is, it is a fact that the more that you are having orgasms and release and it, your, your serotonin, your dopamine, all those feel-good hormones that are released during orgasm, that's what happens. So the more you masturbate, the more you want to and the, or have sex or have orgasm, you're going to mm. crave it more. And the more you have novelty and newness in your relationship, the more you're going to want it. And I know that sounds exhausting and I'm not saying that you got to pour just the don't massage. Need that. <laughs> I mean, Some this, is, men this do. is bullshit. Some men do. And it's just, it's just the way it is. And it's just like, and I think it changed over time as men's testosterone drops, as they get yeah. older. It's just, it's really the way, it's our DNA, the way we're wired. And we need and to talk to about work that a little bit too because you know, I had that brilliant conversation with Dr. Chris Asandra. I listened to the podcast. I learned so much in that interview just about hormones and hormone um, replacement therapy and how much of a role testosterone plays in both the female and the male anatomy from brain fog to sleep to energy obviously libido and lean muscle mass I was really surprised we're talking about Dr. Chris Asandra and he was on your podcast the Brooke Burke show I never say it. I love saying your name. <laughs> the Brooke Burke. Burke, the Brooke Burke show. And I listened to that and he, I, and I've, I've gone to see him as well. And he's fascinating because I do, I don't understand why with women or any doctors, you go to a Western doctor and he is a Western doctor, mm-hmm. but he just happens to like employ a lot of different ways of, he knows a lot more about like hormones. He's and, all about feeling good and operating at your optimal level. And right. just to break it down in quite simple Thank terms. You. That was right. Very succinct. Yeah. Exactly. If that makes sense. No, it does make sense. And you go to your doctor, no, I don't know why they don't test hormone levels. Like you have to ask them for that specifically. And even if they do, like if I went to my general practitioner. Totally. I'm like, at my age where I'm at, you should be checking that. And they don't. And even if they check it, often, more often than not, there's such a wide range of high and low and normal and also how the body changes as we get older. Like I wanted to ask you about that a little bit because there's a lot of talk amongst my friends about a lot of this 
uh, vaginal uh, rejuvenation and not only surgeries, but these lasers that are out right now that Mm -hmm. you're finding more and more in OBGYN offices. And also Dr. Chris Asandra has one in his office that like tightens and and helps you create more naturally more lubrication. And and it's like a five minute procedure. And it's like done. Right. So this like amazing. No, it's a miracle. (laughs) It's amazing what's going on right now. And I, I remember he was telling me about it. I'm like, come on, really? Yeah, well, we, we'll talk about vaginal re- rejuvenation. And I want to say, like I said, I adored meeting your friends. And actually, one of your friends actually texted me because she was just dating someone new. And she's like, you know what? I don't even know what kind of condoms to get anymore. It's been a long time. I think she's going through divorce. Oh it's been a long gosh, time yes. since I started using condoms. And what I love is I actually have an answer for it because there's one condom that I'm obsessed with. Because I thought growing up that there was, condoms were a bummer. And you hear every excuse in the world. And I definitely use those excuses like sex feels worse with a condom. You can't feel anything. Mm -hmm. Or some guys are like, hey, every condom's too small for me. I'm like, settle down, dude. (laughs) Yeah, you wish it was too small for you. But, you know, what if I said, like, then I found out, like, I had not tried the right condom. And that's when I realized I tried skin condoms, S-K-Y-N. I thought, oh, condoms can feel good and they do actually make sex better. Really? Skin condoms are made from polyisoprene, so they're non-latex and honestly, they don't feel like any other condom. And here's why they're cool. You can keep that intimate connection. They transfer the heat and sensation like they're not even there. It's like literally a different condom experience. I'll give you some too you can give to your friends. There's no need to worry about size issues. There's plenty of options or you grab a variety pack to find which is best for you. It's kind of like buying a bunch of vibrators but you're buying different condoms. So you can buy skin condoms pretty much everywhere or go to sexwithemily.com slash condom which would be amazing. I would love if you went to sexwithemily.com slash condom to see how you can save 20% today. That's on my site and it's slash condom C-O-N-D-O-M. There's skin S-K-Y-N and literally every person I've ever told to get them or I've give them skin condoms they're like oh my god i'm never going back so that's about skin condoms wow yeah i know i, I, you I you literally mean, you probably don't use condoms. I, I mean it's gonna sound really weird but yeah i mean i've been married for so long and even you're in a monogamous relationship and it's safe and you've been responsible and checked it's just not something that really ever comes up and you're so right, right all the stereotypes about condoms like right i don't even i don't even know i don't even see condoms <laughs> exactly or your kids right. maybe we should leave oh, condoms out. Oh, he's keys away oh, from it. No, how old i know well, how old like your oldest i know i mean i have teenage daughters so yes. are these condoms made out of a different material yeah they're probably like- isoprene so they're non-latex so a lot of women have latex allergies and also latex and how would you allergies, know if you had a latex well, you'd allergy start to itch or you'd start to feel uncomfortable down there you wouldn't really know what it is and the thing about latex allergies is that they actually build up over time so the more exposed you are to latex like doctors who use latex gloves yeah. They can it's major, develop right? Yeah. So these, and they feel, they're like soft, like you can even, we can open one later, you can feel one, but they're just cool. So it's wow. a good thing to know if anyone asks you. All right. All right. Fun. Okay, guys, stop what you're doing and pay attention. I'm about to tell you how to get the ultimate blowjob experience. No, it doesn't involve Tinder or some questionable hookup. I'm talking about the latest innovation from our friends at Fleshlight, the all new Turbo. The Fleshlight Turbo is specifically designed to closely mimic the feel of oral sex, and it does it like no other product on the market. The Turbo's secret weapons are its three distinct sensation points. Okay, get this. One at the opening that simulates lips, one a little deeper to create the pressure of a tongue, and then there's this change in the opening where it feels like a throat. I know, stop the presses. This actually exists. You just drop on some lube. You know, I always recommend Joe's water-based lube for use with toys. And then you settle in for that ultimate blowjob experience. The turbo even features holes around the opening where you or your partner can use fingers to vary the pressure. 
The combination of the Turbo's three sensory spots, the ability to vary the pressure, and Fleshlight's ultra-realistic silicone will blow your mind. Guys, do yourself a favor and check this thing out. Click on the Turbo banner on my site or visit Fleshlight.com to order yours today. So you rest at the lasers. It's- so there's a lot of talk right now about these vaginal rejuvenating, I don't even know the right term, right. lasers. I mean, we know there's been surgeries available for a long time and some of that's um, insecurity, some of it's vanity, some of it's physical and, right. and, and I mean, you'll have to speak to this, yeah. but you know, the anatomy changes. Yes, and childbirth, it does whatever. change. But people are talking about this really simple, easy, like five minute yeah, you go know, in, you get a laser. Well, here's the thing. So when vagina changing, yeah, exactly like your vagina game changing changed, laser, your vagina changing, game changing laser. Well, here's the thing. When people first started talking about vaginal rejuvenation, it was um, labioplasty, is what they yes, were calling it. That was like the word I couldn't. You know, think I don't of. remember. It was like five something over. I don't remember how many years ago. But there was a lot of people in the. You know, I'm very sex positive um, in the community of sex educators. They're like, that's so. It's like all about insecurities. Like, why would women? Because what essentially they were doing is women were like. I'm looking at a lot of vaginas in porn. Mm-hmm. They don't look like mine. I want mine to look this certain way and I want to be like tighter. And so they'd go and get these surgeries. And the problem was, is that first of all, every vagina is beautiful. Don't be comparing yourself to what mm-hmm. you see anywhere else. If you feel good about it and you're having great sex, like it doesn't matter. So to me, the cosmetic angle to it, which is something- I'm so glad you're saying that because yeah, they all do look different. And I think there's a, there's a real- um, element of of insecurity and and I'll I'll be vulnerable and just saying too before I had my children and and I was married to a plastic surgeon at the time I was really wondering like what's going to happen to my body and right. is everything going to change and then how am I going to feel and is it still going to be pretty and am I going to need that and that was like back in the day when that was like first becoming a popular right. thing and before I even knew whether I was going to need it or not I was already worrying about exactly. it I was already in my head going <gasps> What, like get right, and then I and then I sometimes think, what are women like in the mirror staring at that and feeling right. like? <laughs> I can understand if it's like a facelift or something, yeah, like, right. But then they well they are they're looking at it and they're going, what's wrong? Because it's true. Okay, you have a baby, you have a hu- a human being come out of your body. There's going to be some stuff going. It's yeah. not going to be the same as it was. But it can heal over time yeah, doing and Kegel by the exercises. Way, it doesn't mean that it has to change too. So for anybody that has fear and who's thinking like, get over yourself, don't yeah. worry about it. Like Mother Nature is going to take its course. Sometimes the body responds, sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes things can be perfectly, <laughs> imperfectly perfect, exactly, right? Exactly, right. I mean, you know, so did you feel like that there was a lot it of- It was ch- an unnecessary concern that I had exactly. before I needed to even worry about it. That's such a good way it. to put it. Exactly. Because we worry about everything, right? Uh, so that's the thing. And the problem with these labioplasty, the early lab- was that they would just, it was cosmetic. And what would happen is it, they weren't doing, like women weren't doing Kegel exercises. They weren't doing anything to tighten. So it was really cosmetic. And then after six months to a year, it would be back to how it was. And it was just to make them look pretty. And that I have a problem with. With, with these lasers that I've started to hear about, it they actually- they're used for two reasons. You can do cosmetics. So women, can I be honest with you? This is when I do watch porn. I don't even, yes, I look at mine, but I, I feel like I love my, my vulva, my vagina. I've always been like, I'm happy with it. I've never compared it to anyone else. I don't even think like that. Um, but I do know that a lot of women like have these concerns and that there are these lasers that can be for external or external, so external, internal. It's the external part that like, if you're doing it just to look like another, like are people, you know, they say people bring in pictures of like, 
like <laughs> Kim Kardashian's butt or like the, probably they your favorite. Right? I don't do know. Not. Whatever they do, okay, they bring hold in your on. face. People no, do not do? bring in pictures to okay. want. To, what do they do? You know, okay, what's Kim Kardashian's butt? Okay, what do they do? You know, plastic surgeries. Like people bring people's faces. Pictures are very important. Yes, you would bring in pictures of somebody. I was just saying it wouldn't be Kim Kardashian's butt. Okay, that was. But yes, you would bring in pictures. Who would you bring in? You would bring in pictures of boobs and butts and body parts if you're having cosmetic surgery. And I guess in the vagina space, the same would be true. But I love what you're saying is that you're comfortable and you love your own body. And I think that's so empowering and so super important for women of all shapes and sizes and ages and stages of their life. Exactly. Um, And I'm also very pro a woman doing anything that she chooses to do to feel better. But I'm also for kind of making every best natural effort first. Like what you said about Kegels. You know, I do a lot with poise. And, you know, I do a huge campaign about that, about pelvic health and strengthening yourself naturally and whatnot and finding the right products to deal with, you know, light bladder leakage and whatever. But we're also big on educating women about how to take care of their body. And sometimes we think we need something... um, to correct, a, you know, a physical concern right. that we might not need. You might not need, exactly. Right? So, the so patience plays a big part in this. So true, be patient and see what else you could do. And the But this is what I've learned though about them. So it's the external part that I have, I have a problem with. And I'm not going to say like, but if, not that I have a problem with, but the laser, okay, but let's talk about the lasers okay. now. The lasers are very so different. Wait, so this is a laser for the external, like so for labia? So anyway, the ones that he has is the laser and you have the um, external and the, so there's, it can work on all different parts. So, so it is can it like be shrinking external. the skin or what so is it doing? So it can shrink it, it can change the color on the outside, what? but the internal part, here's what's interesting. Here's the claims that it makes. And I think these lasers do work that on the inside, if you want to be tighter and you want more lubrication, it regenerates the cells. And so you can put the laser in, I guess, for five minutes or two treatments at a time and it's painless and it can do a lot of the things that perhaps Kegels do um, after just a few times. For tightening. For tightening and for um, for lubrication. And, and why are we it. not as lubricated at later stages in life? Like it's what, what happens hormones. in the body? It's, it's hormonal about, it's, as well. It's hormonal. It really is. And that's what's going to happen. As and this older. laser affects that? This laser can stimulate those cells. It can, um, like collagen, which is everywhere in our body so and hormones can be the, the reduction of it so by stimulating can we do it all to our that, face yeah <laughs> actually yes, i think he said did. you can do it to your you face you can't do it you can't do it so to crazy. your face yes because we think about collagen stimulation but i never thought about that vaginally exactly so that does the same That's thing crazy. so i yeah dr sandra <laughs> told me about it as well so i'm looking into all of this stuff I'm always interested when I hear about new techniques and procedures and what's hype and what works and what's all marketing and advertising. But I know people say this one is really kind of good. Have you any friends who have done it? Or no, no, I don't know anyone who's done so, it. So I think that if Do it you? can like, no, I mean, no, I don't know about it yet. But he has said that women have come in and said like, oh, my husband, you know, or I felt much tighter. Or my husband said it felt tighter. But it was like the thing about the lasers that I like, it's not just like it's 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 sewing you up with a surgery where you're going to open. It's actually a laser that's it's regenerating It's like less than that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's actually the blood is rushing and you're having more lubrication so it can work but I think that you know it's still new and but the lasers today you know that they're they're changing it's every amazing. day do exactly. you think that there's a placebo like a mental part of that too like I don't know if you have to speak about it you know from the an anatomy point of view but is there I don't know like if you did this and you thought you were going to be more lubricated and you get ready to have sex and you're all in the mood and you're you might you're probably going to be more lubricated yeah, well, just from thinking about it is I that think so yeah. we should do a study we should have you get it and I get it and then we'll both let's go experiment have sex. okay I love that so let's get on to some emails because okay, I great. know the people 
would love to get your advice and my advice and it's going to be a good time. Okay. If you have a question you want me to answer in the show, that's amazing. You can text me your questions. It's so easy. Text ask Emily as one word to 797979. That's Ask Emily. You can also submit a question from sexwithemily.com via the Ask Emily tab. And as always, include your gender, your age, where you live, and how you listen to the show. Hello, Emily. I'm a huge fan and I'm listening to you every day. I'm a single mom and my daughter is two years old. I've told my friends that dating for me will be harder because I'm a mom and my daughter is still very young. I've tried um, online dating apps like Tinder and Bumble, but the guys I've matched with will fade after a couple days. I've lost hope in finding a relationship. Hmm. What should I do? Where should I go? Do guys get intimidated when they meet single moms? Would love your advice. Thank you, Nancy, 23, Dallas, Texas. She's a young single mom. Yeah. No, I love that she's reaching out to you for Mm -hmm. advice and trying to process that. I mean, gosh, you know, the first thing, you know, when she talks about after a couple of days, you know, she's singling out these guys. Well, clearly those aren't the right guys. I mean, you know, here's the way I see it. You know, being a mother is such an amazing amazing thing and we have such a powerful dialogue inside our head I remember when I was separating from my first husband and I had two kids I actually thought I was like 35 maybe 36 I met like mid 30s that it was over I was never going to find someone right. I was at the top of my game in my career and I was right. like I'm never going to find someone who's going to want me I have two kids right. I was like was I crazy yeah it's the dialogue in our head that totally gets in our way but here's the thing like being a mother is a beautiful, miraculous like gift, and you have to find a person who's willing to embrace that. But I also think it's super important to separate the two. So one of the things that I speak to women a lot about is remembering who you were even before you were a mother. Yeah. Remembering who that free-flowing woman was and being able to really tap into that and still be a woman and not just always be a mother. Like to be right. out on a hot date probably not going to be talking about your kid all the time. That's true. Like my husband and I will go on a date and one of the rules sometimes is let's not talk about the kids. I love that. That should be a rule for a lot of couples, I think. Why would you go on your date night or whatever and talk about the kids? Sometimes, you know, and like the whole dating thing. You know, my girlfriend who's been a single mom and has dated a lot and she's now in a full-blown, beautiful, serious relationship. She also has a degree in child psychology, so she's very smart and protective of her child, but she chose to keep it extremely separate for a very long time until it became serious. And that was not only for her, but for the protection of her daughter's just heart and tenderness and jealousy and there's so many emotions that come into play but I think unless you're having a well thought out kind of dissected relationship yeah. you don't have to bring your daughter especially at two right no the daughter doesn't have it's to separate. come into it yeah and I think you're right that's so important that parents think like oh our kids have to meet right away no I think that you definitely keep that mm-hmm. separate from the person you're dating but I think she is 23 I think that young guys might not be ready for the might kid be a little thing. scary I get that I'm probably not the right guy it, maybe they're also a little older because let me tell you, 23, first of all, you'd probably want to be dating someone who's a little bit older. I was just going to anyway. say, a 23-year-old guy, like, Oh my God, sorry. it's like intellectual <laughs> like, level, like really a 15-year-old that, guy. Is that really that interesting? No. Let's just start there. No, not at um, all. I mean, please, maybe just for sex. But I think that if you're not finding luck on the apps, tell everybody you know that you're single, your yes, friends, your yes, coworkers, your neighbor. And again, people are like, well, that sounds desperate. No, it doesn't. Like, you just are like, how are you good? You know, I, if you know any nice people, like, People that, you know, 
please fix me That's up with them. Advice. And they might not even think of someone today, but tomorrow they'll be out or they'll, they'll meet someone. And I think you should also say yes to a lot of invitations that come in that maybe you wouldn't normally go to, like a barbecue mm-hmm. or someone's birthday, like on Facebook. you never you know where he might be. Like never even a grocery know. store, like your man could be anywhere. I totally agree with that. And you got to embrace the power and the beauty of being a mother. And I also am 100% in full transparency. So trying to downplay it or not be forthcoming with that, I think would not be smart. But I think it's not really about your 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 child in those right. early stages. It's really about you as a woman in a connection. And then, you know, in love, like all things are, all things become possible, exactly. right? Exactly. Everything's possible. And you might find someone who is like, well, I'm sure you, I know you will find someone and they'll be in love with the fact that you have a daughter and you can have another kid as well. And so I just think that right now, the the biggest obstacle is probably you, Nancy, and the thoughts in your head. And maybe Tinder and Bumble aren't the time, aren't the places for you right now. I have a friend who's, she went back yeah. to match because you have to write more about it. You have to pay to be on it. And you kind of weed out. You're not swiping. Maybe they have a, sw- maybe it's an app now too, but it's still online. I'm sure it is an app. It's not just... Whatever. I, I haven't used it, but she's finding good guys. Well, you know what? To that point, and I'll just say this real quickly so we can get another question. But yeah. my girlfriend that I just spoke to you about who finally found like this angel, like she's in a full-blown loving relationship with a man and with oh. her daughter, the whole thing. It's all beautiful. But this is a woman who was like dating queen. She was like my crazy, wild, hot, single girlfriend. And I, by dating, I mean like she was dating. Right. Right. <laughs> she was doing the site. She was doing everything. She was doing it. And when she finally released the fact that I'm going to really focus on my career and myself as a woman and now my daughter and I'm not desperately seeking Mr. Wonderful anymore and she let it go. I remember remember the day I had dinner with her and I was like, really? She's like, yeah, I'm kind of good right now. I'm good in my own feminine space. Bam. The next thing you know. Here comes Mr. Wonderful. So there was something, you know, about accepting that being, yeah, yeah, being comfortable where you're at and he'll come along and you're 23. Yeah, that's good advice. It's true. They say that. People, not everyone can say that when it's true, like that, and it can't be true that when you're not looking is when it happens. When when you're feeling more complete and whole as a human, as a woman, that's when you're going to connect someone who's also. You give off way better energy. It's true. I think. Okay, one more? Yeah. Hey, Emily, I listen to your show as much as I can, and it's great. I'm a happily married man with two young children. My wife and I have been together for 12 years, married for seven. I love my wife. We're great for each other in almost every way. However, I do have a very active sexual fantasy life. Since puberty, I've always dreamed about sex parties, orgies, and group sex. Also, I fantasize about simple sex with other women. I would never hurt my wife or cheat on her, so that's out of the question. I've mentioned my fantasies to her, and she's totally shocked. She's a serious feminist, very sex positive, and already had her experimentation phase. I never acted on my fantasies. She indicated no interest in what I shared, expresses contentment with our pretty basic sex life. She wasn't upset the conversation, just surprised. It's pretty much an obsession of mine. I think about this every day and every time I even see a pseudo-attractive woman. How should I deal with these constant thoughts? I wish I'd go away so I won't feel the pressure. Hope to hear from you soon and thanks, George 34, Vermont. This is a little more complex. There's a lot going on here, George. So here's the thing. Let's talk about like two kinds of fantasies. There's the fantasies that we actually want to happen and we want to act on. Maybe we'll say, babe, tonight let's dress up and do some role playing or let's find a third partner or let's have an orgy. You actually want it to happen. But I understand that your wife might not totally get, George, that these fantasies you don't actually want to act on. So it's okay to keep those separate. There's actually nothing wrong with that. And in fact... You mean don't share them? Keep you don't them have separate? to share them. Yeah, you don't have to share them. And it's okay to even think about them when you're having sex, even with your wife. I agree with you. I mean, 
you're right. Some fantasies are for reality and some fantasies yeah. should just remain fantasies and they're for your own sexual desire and pleasure. And they're very mental. And I think if you're in a relationship with a partner who might not share that same philosophy, some of them can remain private. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're stimulating. You know what concerned me about his email? Though, is this poor guy is tortured, George, because he's saying it's constant thought. So right. like what's what's healthy and what's exactly with no judgment. I'm asking the question, like what's not manageable and disturbing where you're being tortured because you've got this constant influx of these really kinky visions. Like, exactly. Poor, God, poor George. I feel bad for George. Well, I feel bad for George. I know. I do too. I feel so bad for George. Well, here's two things I have to say. First of all, you're saying you'd never hurt your wife or cheat on her and that's out of the question. And I'm going to take you at your word here that you really are not going to cheat on her. And you mentioned your fantasies to her and I'm wondering if it's because you were hoping that maybe she'd come on board with some of them or were you just sharing them because you thought it would be hot to kind of role play or talk about them with her? But you're saying she indicated no interest in what I shared and expresses contentment. So it sounds to me like you would like to spice things up in your sex life and you're not going to cheat on her. Okay, that's great. So what can you do? If you guys have been together a while, I'm hoping that your wife is willing to participate in prioritizing your sex life. Maybe orgies are out of the question. That's okay. There's got to be something. It could even be watching porn where there's an orgy and you're talking dirty to her. Maybe there's even a porn going where you're finding scenes that turn you on and you guys are watching it together and then you're having sex after. Or maybe, you know, there's a lot of people who just talking dirty with their partner when you're having sex or like, I'm picturing you with someone else right now and that could be really hot as well. That can work for a lot of people. Maybe it's... um having sex in different places. I mean, there's got to be something. She's a willing participant in your relationship. So I think you guys have to find some common ground here where whether it's exchanging the sexy bucket list for each of you write down three things that you want to try. You go and shopping like to a that. sex toy store. Yeah, that's fun. And it's like three of your fantasies, George, that not the ones that she's upset with. It's ones that you actually picture her doing that with That she you. would actually agree yeah. to. So there's got to be some way to, because this is important. Like if you don't prioritize this and doing something with her, because this was a one-way street. You're like, babe, I've been thinking about orgies, group sex, all this stuff, sex parties, and she wasn't down, which I understand. She didn't mm-hmm. feel it coming, you know, but there's a way to have this more of a dialogue than a monologue of you telling her. So you could say, I want to know what turns you on. And mm-hmm. there's some ways that you could do it. You could, again, watch porn together, go to a, a sex store together, read or find book. something that's yeah. a mutual agreed like, upon, like, event. Because it sounds like what you're saying is sometimes a couple, one will need to turn it down and the other one will need to turn it exactly. up a little bit. Yes. So it's sort of that in a loving, consensual relationship, you kind of need to budge a little bit you both do. ways but she might need to she I think she does spice it up a little bit she absolutely does and I'm telling you that it's everybody's it's both of your responsibilities it's both mm-hmm. of your sex life just like your financial life just like your health like you probably both you know maybe you work out go to the gym you both care for your finances like you both have to prioritize your sex life mm-hmm. and I've talked about a lot of different ways on the show but if she's just like nope out of the question to me that's not an okay answer mm-hmm. it's dismissive of your needs and desires right. There's just a nicer way to, manu- to you know, do the right. dance. It's all right? about the dialogue. So the fact that you were like, hey, babe, I'm thinking about these things. It's more like there's other ways to have the conversation. And it could be more like, you know, I understand I said those things and I get that they're not really your jam. But let's just like start talking about our sex life. Like what would feel comfortable to you? What are the, some of the most like memorable times you've mm-hmm. ever had sex? Like tell me what really turned you on. Like ask her some questions. Yeah. You know, so I th- and do you think there's freedom and safety too in a relationship of maybe – one person being able to say, I'm really not into that and I'm really uncomfortable with that, but I'll maybe I'll try it. Like maybe yeah. I'll maybe I'll open my mind to experimenting and see what it feels like. Absolutely. And, you know, 
sometimes we surprise ourselves. Sometimes our first thought is no because it's unknown. It's outside the norm. We would never thought of it and we say no. But again, it's just like we were talking about earlier about the um, initiating sex. It's like she might need some more information. Mm -hmm. Like she's just thinking of you having group sex and orgies and maybe there's like something else that you're needing and requiring here that you could kind of explain to her or she doesn't really understand. And that's why if you read about it, maybe you read some erotica together or watch porn. She could understand what that would look like. Mm -hmm. That would be like, she might never get there to the group sex party, but there might be something you could find on Common Ground. Yeah, yeah. But good for him for reaching out. Yeah, thank you, George, for emailing. I really appreciate it. George. Brooke, this, as always, is a blast. I always. love having you on the show, Brooke. You're amazing. Thank you and for having me. And it's always insightful. I, I learn so much when I'm here and hopefully it's contagious, you know, for people to open up their mind and, you know, in, in the dialogue and, you know, just keep talking, keep, keep talking. talking, keep it learning, keep it learning. It keeps better. It keeps learning just like everything else. So Brooke Burke Charvet, check out her podcast, The Brooke Burke Show. Thank you. All of your social media, it's all at Brooke Burke with an E. You're getting good at saying that. I am. I practiced for like all in the shower this morning. Um, Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Also, follow me on uh, all social media. It's all at Sex with Emily. Thank you to my amazing team. I love you all. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Was it good for you? Email me. Feedback at sexwithemily.com. I went over to my best girlfriend's house to cheer her up after a recent breakup. Of course, I bought her a care package that I thought would do the trick. And not to brag, but I nailed it. I hadn't seen her that excited since prom. See, I'm pretty gifted at gifting pleasure, but the combination of the magic wand rechargeable and a pint of ice cream had her this close to forgetting about her heartache. She had no idea that the magic wand was now unleashed from its cord. She couldn't believe it had four intensity levels, four new vibration patterns, the same mind-blowing power as the original, and can easily be used in any room of the house. And hey, she can even throw it in her bag on her next date when she's ready, of course. And get this, I haven't heard from her since. So I think the two of them will be very happy together. But let's be honest, who wouldn't? The Magic Wand Rechargeable is the sure thing. To get yours, just go to magicwandemily.com or click the banner on my website today.